Um, so what we'll do is we, once we get in, we'll, we'll introduce you both. We'll introduce the game. Uh, we'll introduce you, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about your company, the Kickstarter, things like that. Do you guys have any questions or anything about how we ever? No. Just like when we first learn a game, let's just jump into it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love jumping into that. That's it's like, how here's I the, do it. Here's the quick instructions. Here's the quick instructions, and let's go. There's a story behind everything from batteries and knives to glue and string. I'll share with you these forgotten things you find lying in a junk drawer. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of our favorite podcast. Well, at least mine and Josh's. WTF with Mark Marin. He's so good. <laughs> He's so He's good. He's just so good. That guy, I don't know how he does it. He can just talk and talk and talk, and he's always interesting, but he's not. But he I is. love how he's every really one of those episodes starts with just him being like, what's going on, people in my neighborhood who can hear me in my garage? Uh, right. <laughs> oh, I had a rough day. I had a rough day. I didn't eat oatmeal today. And he's got I, one of the best. He's got like one of the original work from home jobs where he's like, oh, fuck so it. I'll good. just do it in my garage. Oh, it makes me happy. It makes me happy. Um, if you haven't been here before, again, as we always How say, did you, you get sh- in? How did you get in? There's names. There's a list for a reason, people. Yeah, check your name at the door. Check your name at the door. Uh, we pull things out of the junk drawer. We give you the history of them, and we have banter and drinks in between. It's a lot of fun. More drinks than banter. It's more interruptions. Uh, before we continue, I do want to apologize to everybody listening at home right now. It definitely sounds like I'm in the woods. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I just yeah. just moved into a new place, and we have all the windows open. That's the thing you do when you move into a new place. You open up the windows. You're like, what does night sound like here? And if you're in the Midwest, it sounds like uh, thousands and thousands of giant bugs screaming and banging. So come with me, won't you, to a summer's eve. You and me and a can of Topo Chico ranch water. Well, that was about to be my next question, Josh. What are you drinking? Now you're having the Topo Topo Chico Chico ranch water. Oh, what's the ranch water? It's Ranch water is just like lime and tequila and sparkling. Oh, so it's supposed to be like a... A, like a, a like more hardcore sparkling water. I wouldn't it's call like it tequila. hardcore. It's well, it's got tequila tasteful. in it. But yeah, well, t- well I tequila, tequila makes me like, feisty. Well, that makes you feisty. Tequila yeah. makes me just want to cook things and then sit outside and tell stories about the times before the nineties oh, when no. me and my compact Rosario were playing <laughs> oh, King's Jesus Quest Christ. Yeah. Christ. To- <laughs> while listening to the Bang Bug Bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New website, I called it. Wait, Kevin, uh, who's that? Who's that haunting voice? That voice, that mysterious voice, Josh. I we had last episode we had Chuck Patella on as our guest, our new yep. sponsor, Howard Street Brewing. Uh, love them so much. If you're in Chicago, go see them. Go drink with them. Sixteen Seventeen West Howard Street. Uh, but then also, I made some new friends because I saw on Facebook that there is a new board game out, well, coming out, trying to come out. It's got a Kickstarter running. They're pushing some cash for it. They want to get it out there. And I think it's a good one because oh. it happens to be called Junk Drawer. What? I know, right? That's our name, too. John Jekyll, Jingleheimer. Holy shit. Right? Who'd have thunk it? So I wrote him. was like, hey, you want to come hang out? So welcome to the show, Travis Winstead and David Smith, the creators of the game Junk Drawer and the owners of Winsmith Games. Thank welcome. you. Welcome. Hey, thank, thank you, you for, for having us. 
Hey, thanks for coming on with us. I yeah, I um oh I I, I am going to kill myself that I forgot to look it up. But uh, Kevin, don't our you friend, have so much more podcasting to do. Our friend Clark Bender works for a new company that starts with Panda <clears throat> and ends with game, games. Gaming company. Yeah, and oh, gaming they company. posted about your junk drawer game, and because I follow them on Facebook, that's how it popped up. Um, this podcast started for us because we were sitting around drinking one night talking about all the cool toys and shit we used to find in our junk drawer. How did you two <laughs> come up with a game about junk drawer? Were you both also sitting around talking about the things that you find in your junk drawer? Or you was it more about the... us? Because that's messed up, man. You should have Yeah, that's really weird. Is this... Wait, is your game based on our podcast? Because that would be really cool. We have to talk. Well, this game can actually help feed uh, your podcast because we went through all of your episodes and there are 20 items in our game that you haven't done an episode about yet. Really? Is that, is that really? really true? Oh my God, seriously. Oh yeah. Amazing. Yeah. We only have one item in common. <laughs> really? What really? item is that? Well, you got to guess. That's the whole game. Let's see, I'm going to go with scotch tape. Damn it. Jeez, give this man a medal. First time. Hey! Wow. Whoa! <laughs> I was going to say you had to go to the Kickstarter page, back the pledge at the highest level, and then that will give you access to the list of items. But Well, I think automatically that, that happens retroactively, Kevin. Like, uh, if you guess <laughs> yeah, yeah. it correctly, you're already enrolled. Uh, but for real, though, how did you guys come up with the game? Did you, did you, do you start with a concept of, like, I like this type of gameplay and I want to develop a game that kind of goes around that type of gameplay? Or are you coming up with an idea of, like, you know what would be fun to be, like, a part of a game? Like, the junk drawer. Now, how could we make that game work? So the junk drawer came out actually as a, an iteration of our first published game called 10-Gallon Tank. And it's a game about, like, collecting fish. We took that game to another playtesting event with local designers, playtesters, uh, board gamers. And um, one of those people, Travis, right, said they, like, man, this is really cool. We were fitting all these random items into these organized sections. Why don't we, you know, junk drawer would be kind of like a really cool and unique theme for it. That's how it, that's literally how it happened. Somebody yeah. randomly was like, hey, this would be a cool game if it was a junk drawer. And we're like, wow, we've never seen a game about a junk drawer. Jackpot. No, no, not at all. And I love how those kind of things can pop up like that, where you're like, we've got everything but one component. And somebody's like, junk drawer. And you're well, like, because you have a good it. system, like like your mechanics uh, were, were interesting. Right. And and like the way the game is designed is interesting. It's not now you're putting the skin on it. Like, what are we going to call it? What's the vibe? What's the art of the thing? Right. Yep. Yeah. And it, it is important to be unique because there are so many games out there that are fantasy or Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's important to be unique. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and it's something too. I mean, that, that's one thing that we liked about the podcast idea too, is it's something that everybody can relate to. Everybody has a junk drawer. Everybody throws their crap somewhere. Somebody's fought that junk drawer. They've cleaned it out. And then two days later it was wrecked again. So yep. it's something that everybody can kind of connect to and really look at like it. And it's neat too, to see exactly what type of, you know, what people have in their junk drawers. Everybody kind of has the same things, but some people have unique things. Play-Doh. Because we got kids. So there's Play-Doh and things covered in Play-Doh. <laughs> Mostly played out. There's no glitter because my goodness, no. I do want to point out that Kevin said I fought with that junk drawer, and now all I can think about is you just fist just fighting, just ah, well, drawer full of crap. I've jammed junk drawers closed enough with so much stuff in it. It feels did feel like a fist fight, just trying to shake it to get so everything would shift enough so I could get it out enough to get my little hand in there. Exactly, it's ridiculous. Yep. 
I wish that was part of the, that should be part of the game. Like on the expansion <laughs> is like the hand has to go and you got to fit a hand in there to get something out. Um, so what style gameplay uh, is junk drawer? How, how would you describe the gameplay? It's a, so it's a, like what we would call a tile placement game. Um, mm-hmm. So the tiles are polyominoes. I think Tetris is every shape has four, um, four little pieces in it. These are anywhere from one to five. So it's the, the one by one is a little button all the way up to like, you know, the, the flashlight that's a, a really long, like five by one. So it's, it's a tile placement game. You, you take a tile every round and you put it in one of the four sections okay. and um, each of those sections scores differently. So it's almost like you're playing four little puzzle games at once and you're just trying to get the highest score among all the people who are playing. Okay. Well, so yeah. and, and it's just, or, and then you just organize and get as much point as you can. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, that's great. That's so much fun. It's organization porn, Kevin. I've been telling you about it and I want so to start great. calling it porn. organization. I don't think they want you to do that. No one wants it. Nobody wants no, that. Nobody asks for that there. kind of stuff. All right. Well, you know, keep somebody trying, wants but, you know. it. If you can think about <laughs> it, somebody wants it. <laughs> somebody wants it. Spoken like a true business person. Yeah, right. We love it. You love it, right? I love it. I love. It. I guess I do. Uh, the mechanics of the game in Juncture, you're you're. It's a tile. It's, so you're pulling. T- are you pulling tiles, or are you are you getting like dealt tiles, or how does that work? No, there's a deck of cards. So every player has their own set of 21 tiles. Uh, every tile is like a different shape. Uh, so unlike Tetris, right, where there's five shapes, in Junk Drawer, there's 21 shapes. And so uh, you'll never see the same shape once in a game, but there's a deck of cards that represents each of those items. So every turn, you're flipping over a card and you're placing that item in one of the four quadrants. And again, oh, okay. every quadrant kind of earns points at the end of the game in a different way. So like one quadrant might give you points based on uh, like if the row or column is like completely covered, right? Because each quadrant is a little five by five square grid. So Mm -hmm. that quadrant, you might want to just try and, you know, completely cover rows where another one, you might want to have like small little gaps and holes between the items, kind of like a checkerboard. So it's... So you can get points for like for for patterns and things like that that Mm -hmm. you're building. Yeah. Okay. So it's uh, so is it is it like victory points at the end of the game, or is it like just all around scoring and then we go again, or how does that work? Yeah, it, it's victory points at the end of the game. So each okay. each one is going to score differently, and then it's just the highest score wins. But some of the, the the tension in the game is that you have to put one item in every section every round, so you can't oh, okay. just like stack one section then move on to the next right. section. Okay, um, nice. gotcha, gotcha. Nice. Oh, that's, yeah, that's that, just those little things you throw in just to throw people off. That's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and y'all are uh, working on a Kickstarter right now to kind of get this thing going. So um, where, uh, where, where are you at on your Kickstarter? Like how much how, how much more starter do you need to kick? And when is this over? And like how much, how can people? <laughs> when is this over? <laughs> when, is this when, when are you done? When, oh my God. When does the pain when end? The, when is the end of this, Jesus? But uh, how can... <laughs> How can people uh, kind of come? Because I, I, I'm not familiar with Kickstarters. What, what, are the, what are they right. called? Uh, is it donate or Kickstart? Or right, what's the word they use? Give Kevin a little bit of breathing room because he's 160. <laughs> I'm quite old. So the way you can find the game, if you go to Kickstarter.com, Kickstarter is just like crowdsource funding projects. Mm-hmm. So board games are one of the more popular like types of projects, but it really can be anything. It could be like comic books, maybe open up a restaurant. But anyway, so uh, you'd go on a Kickstarter, you can search junk drawer and you'll see a board game for junk drawer. And so we're, we're far along. We've, our campaign was 30 days. We are 21 days in. 
and we're about 93 or 92% funded of our goal. Nice. Fantastic. Oh. Fantastic. And yeah. this is because this is ending, uh, what was it? Would you say nine or nine 30 AM on the 25th, August 25th? Yeah. The morning of the, I think the morning of Thursday, the 25th. Yep. Okay, great. Oh, get in there, get in there because, because when they, when they nail this, they'll have to call back and explain to Kevin what it means when you finish your Kickstarter. Yeah. Which I, this yes. is my favorite part of the podcast so far is listening to Kevin rock in his rocking chair and be like, tell me yeah. again so, about the Kickstarter campaign. If I'm recording on eight, why does the TV have to be on channel three? <laughs> uh, Grandpa, you never uh, had a TV. You uh, never fought in the war. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your mother? She died 40 years ago. <laughs> ah. um, but yeah, what kind of games got you into this kind of game? We, uh, we've been known each other since we were 12. Um, so we've known each other right. since middle school. Um, we were always uh, into video games. We played, uh, Dave played a lot more D&D than I did. Um, I didn't get into it as much, um, but he play, he's been playing D&D for a long time. Um, and then we both played card games. So we grew up with the uh, Pokemon trading card game. We were oh, nice. there when it first came out, when Pokemon first came out. So that was big. Then we both played Magic the Gathering. So we kind of, from there, we kind of moved into board games. Um, and then he and I are both, uh, we both have engineering degrees, but different fields. Mm-hmm. So we we have both always had a kind of like a dream in the back of our head. Oh, I'd like to own my own business one day. And so we knew we, we couldn't match up our engineering disciplines, but we both had a passion for gaming. Um, and Dave has a lot of the creative ideas. I do a lot of the back-end business stuff. And so we said, hey, good partnership. I'm the win. He's the Smith. Win Smith. Love it. Nice. Love it. Um, guys, uh, I'm fucking, I'm really excited about this. I'm going to have to jump on your Kickstarter when we get done and throw some money at y'all. Cause you it, haven't already? Game, not yet, not yet. I haven't had a chance yet. I haven't. I've been busy. But um, again, tell us where uh, we can find the kick. Uh, the Kickstarter is just Kickstarter junk drawer. Like, again, yeah. 147 years old. Yeah, Kickstarter.com. In the there's a search bar, just click in there, junk drawer, um, and you'll see it. It's a it's very colorful. It'll say by Winsmith Games. Um, click it. It's a live campaign. So, excellent. I have one excellent. question before we move on into the part where we have stuff to do. Uh, the pieces, like you're talking about these, like these Tetrisy pieces that are different uh, uh, shapes and what have you. Now they represent, like they're going to look like things that you would find in a junk drawer, right? Yeah. yeah so, th- yeah, go ahead, Dave. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, we got different items. They're all different shapes because that's mechanically part of the game. But we got, let's see, we have like a sewing kit. We have bag clips, uh, a bottle opener, Just uh, s- down. scotch yeah. <laughs> yeah, scotch tape. One of the, you know, the one overlap we have. Um, yeah. <laughs> a thermometer. Was, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Thermometer. Oh, I didn't think about that one. That one always stayed in my medicine cabinet, but I guess some yeah, people throw them say, in the junk put, drawer. Don't, don't, if you have a thermometer in your junk drawer, that's very nostalgic and cool, but don't use it. No. Like, it's, it's sitting in there. Spiders have licked it. Don't, don't put it in your mouth. Halloween episode idea. Spiders. Done. Spider just, rings. Plastic found, spider we, rings. No, 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 no. Just spiders. Just spiders? We're going to talk about spiders. Because every now and then you'll open up a junk drawer and be like, shit! <laughs> Today's episode, cockroaches. Spiders. Oh, spiders. <laughs> uh, speaking of today's episode, I think we should probably just go ahead and jump in and get intern Craig to go over to that junk drawer and pull out what we're talking about today. 
I think so too because we've been talking an awful lot of smack about this really great game that's coming out, and I yeah. honestly just want to say, Kevin, just stop dogging on it. It sounds awesome. Oh, uh, I, I know, dude. I'm trying, but man, oh man, they stole our name. Anyway, <laughs> enter Greg to the drawer. What the hell is it? Yep. Oh, Josh. Josh. Yeah, what? What, what, a perf- here. what a perfect item for today's guest that intern Craig has what pulled out. What are the odds, what? Kevin? <laughs> oh, I like what you did there. I like what you oh, did boy. there. Uh, if you look real close, you can see right there in intern Craig's hands is a lovely, roly pair of dice. Paradise! <laughs> pair of <laughs> paradise. Yes. You see, we thought since we were having you guys on to talk about your board game, we'd talk about some board game stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah paradise. Uh, what we've done then is uh, I've looked up some stuff. Uh, usually I handle like the history things. And Josh likes to handle the science stuff because he's Dr. Science. Uh, yeah, that's really great now knowing that you two have engineering degrees because I'll be like, here's this thing I Googled and you'll be like, Cute. I remember my first year. What is a dice? What is a dice? Well, Josh, they are small, throwable cubes with marked sides that are used for generating random numbers. Commonly used as part of tabletop games like board games, role-playing games, and games of chance. Chance games. Chance games. my OnlyFans page for a long time. Go on. Oh, wow. That's a good one. I like that one. You may know me as Chance Games. (laughs) I'm very shy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's the basic of what dice are they're traditionally uh six face cubes uh each face is marked with a series of dots that represent a number from one to six and as i i'd heard a long time ago forgot and was re-educated uh, in the fact that those dots are known as pips i love it i love it when rando things small like that that have a, a, its own name like i don't i'm not quite sure i didn't catch why they call it pips travis david y'all know why they call why they're called pips no, no, I wasn't given enough time to study for this exam. I'm sorry. Oh, well, you guys are fucking terrible board game nerds. And I don't even want to talk to you anymore. Uh, but yes, pips. So I guess uh, I guess at some point in the process, somebody was like, pip, pip. And they were like, yeah, that's what we're going to call it. So yeah, that's got to be where it comes from. And it was gotta just like be. one guy that couldn't stop saying it. And then they were like, wait, he said five times. I'll make five of those. Yeah, yeah. Six times made six. Hey, conveniently, six pips fit on six faces of this cube we're making mm-hmm. and you know who started the word pips ancient Great. sumerians always always the ancient time. sumerians uh but also at the same time it's very possible because dice are uh the oldest gaming implements known to man and cool. have been around since pre <laughs> pre-recorded history pre-recorded uh, before podcasts back in the dark time this is something i do love about this concept is that we are finding that some of the basics of the things that you find in the junk drawer actually go back to like AD, BC, like the basic, like this, like we were making fun about the ancient Sumerians. That's who invented the drinking straw. Didn't know that until we started looking at drinking straws, but ancient Sumerians drank beer through straws. So finding these things that we like find in our junk drawer or whatever, if you go back and think about it, that it started pre-recorded time, people have been throwing dice and playing games for that long. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, you assume what humanity was like back in the early days before Wi-Fi and Netflix. And I'm like, I lived through the 90s. I was bored. I would pick shit up and throw it around and then make up fake rules. And then oh, suddenly other people would be like, I like that idea. And then the people would come in with math and they would go, here's why this works. And you'd <laughs> be like, oh, shit. I tapped into something. I don't need to know all that. I just want to know how many 
it takes to how win. How many victory points do I have? Right, yep. right. And how, how many drinks do I have to consume when I rolled six? Uh, but that was most of my college. <laughs> um, Ours too. They say, oh, perfect. Oh, great. We haven't oh. played different games. I think we're going to have to start a whole drinking game division. I don't think it'd be great. Um, Dice is theorized that they developed from the practice of fortune telling where they would use the talus or the ankle bone of hoofed animals. They would, it was a two, I think it was, I think they said it was a two sided die that they would make out of it. They would draw designs on it, things like that. And that was part of the fortune telling, but that then developed into using it for um, games and things Uh, outside of bones. Dice were also made from stone, clay, wood, marble, amber, ivory, other things like that. Uh, and they have, like I said, other names I've taken on OnlyFans. Other, <laughs> they, they, they call me old Amber Ivory on uh, Chance Game. Chance Game. Amber Ivory. Amber Ivory. I work on Saturdays. Uh, some of the places that uh, dice have been found throughout the years, as far as like through archaeological digs and things like that, uh, Scotland, they found some bone dice in a, a place called Scarabray, which was a settlement that dated back to 3100 to, through 2400 BC. So they were around that it time. It surprised me that they found like bones made into games, especially during like feudal Scotland, where there's like, make a game out of his bones! Fucking metal. <laughs> Fucking metal. Uh, Pakistan. Uh, excavations uh, from graves in the Indus Valley settlement unearthed terracotta dice that dated back 2500 and 1900 BC. And then I was looking around to trying to find what the actual recorded oldest pair of dice is. And this was from southeastern Iran. The oldest known dice were excavated from a place called the Burnt City as part of a backgammon-like game and estimated to be from around 2800 to 2500 BC. And I was like, wow, that's a long time. That's very old, and that's very cool. That would be a connection. Like, you go back in time and you meet the elder selves of humanity where, you know, language, our concept of reality is so different and expanded. But then you would, like, roll dice and be like, fucking snake eyes. (laughs) They're still in the alley just rolling it, hustling, (laughs) hustling for pots. (laughs) <laughs> yes, uh, pots and old <laughs> old clay mugs. Uh, four clay mugs. Now, I mean, that's a lot, man. Who's got that kind of dice? This was fun because apparently, no matter what happens in our world, there's got to be some sort of drama, right? So I'm doing some more looking into this oldest set of dice, and I find a website called awesomedice.com. Okay, and the folks at Awesome Dice say that the evidence of this pair of dice only comes from one Persian article. From 2004 and every article written about this paradise apparently all the information comes from this one article and it turns out that apparently it's all fake <laughs> for some what? reason wow. this article wrote this up and the dice that they claim to be the dice the oldest dice ever are actually according to the awesome are actually roman dice and they're made of bone and were dated from around 100 bc to 100 a.d and have nothing to do with the burnt city whatsoever. So oh. <laughs> apparently somebody was like, I'm going to write this fucking killer article about oh, the, the oldest dice. Oh, yeah. And he's like, and he couldn't find any information about it. So he's like, these, these will do. Turns out it's an old game of Monopoly dice. <laughs> <laughs> and they also found an old meta top hat and a small little cannon as well, too. <laughs> 16th century. And that around that time is when dice games were then started to be subjected to mathematical 
analysts and, and concepts of randomness and probability were conceived. Uh, I, I think it started in Italy uh, with some mathematicians there. They were like, I think we could fucking figure some shit out with this dice deal. And uh, so they, that's how they came up with the probabilities. And they were and all the, of randomness. for being witches. But no, actually, no, what I love actually is that until that time, the attitude about dice, until they figured out the mathematical side of like the probabilities of how many rolls you could do, they thought it they thought it fell that way because of indirect action of gods or supernatural forces. As if God doesn't have enough shit to do. God gives a shit about your craps game. As you know? if ghosts are so fucking bored that they're like, hey, are you guys throwing bones? Fuck with it. Hey, check it out. This is gonna be sweet. I mean, that's interesting, Kevin, because dice in and of themselves are just like ancient concepts, like geometric concepts. Mm-hmm. They are dice. Are, are first off, before we continue, this is a loaded subject. So hold on tight. Uh, that was a Bill Larkin joke. Shout out to our good friend Bill Larkin. He hey. wanted me to do that on the podcast. All right, thank you, Bill Larkin. Um, dice are platonic, uh, platonic solids. Uh, and Kevin, here's what that means. Okay, uh, give me the rundown. Con- that's a convex regular polyhedron in 3D Euclidean space. The important part about that is that it's a regular polyhedron. No, because the fa- that means a regular polyhedron. The faces are all the same, and all the edges and angles are congruent, which means same shape and dimension, so like mirror images of each other, and the same number of faces meet at each vertex. Okay. Yes. And so that's the- there's only five of those polyhedra, just by the way. Yeah. I remember that engineering school. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, there are only five polyhedra. That's the tetrahedron, the cube, the octahedron, the dodecahedron, and the uh, icosahedron. Now, Kevin, can you tell me how many sides each of these have? Multiple. Correct. Thank you. There's no one-sided die. I'd like to hear if David and Travis can tell us. Let's go. They have their fancy engineering degrees. I'm going to throw the dice against the wall and say they're going to fucking smoke it. (laughs) Yeah, no, go ahead. I want to hear it. Yeah, go ahead. Well, the the tetrahedron is four. Uh, What was the the Uh, hexahedron? Octahedron? Eight. Yep, octahedron. Eight, right. Dodecahedron. Got to be 12. Right. And you said decahedron, right? Which is is 10. And what was Yeah, well... What's that? Yeah, yeah, so we have we have the tetrahedron, which we've established is four, uh, the octahedron, which is eight, the dodecahedron, which is twelve, oh. uh, the cube, which is six, and then the icosahedron, which is the D and D, the famous D and D dice, D twenty, the twenty sided, the Lord of Dice, the Lord of Dice, twenty sided dice. May all our rolls be crit in their faces of twenty. We pray. <laughs> but Kevin, I have a question. What do you think the most common dice is? Oh, I think it's the the regular uh, six sided game die, right? The fact that you called it the regular six sided game dice is uh, the reason why it is. Yeah, everyone thinks six sided die when you think about dice. That's a cube. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you roll them, like, how do you know? Like, what make? What, how do you know it's not loaded? Like, what specifically scientifically makes dice fair? You know what it is, what the principle of fairness is? Uh, yes, and I think it's for the fact is that every angle, every side, completely level, uh, no rounded spots, no missided as far as measurements go, because that can make another number pop up more than others regularly. Um, 
Cheating dice. No cheating dice. Everything's got to be perfect. No cheating dice, right. So basically, what you said, but in science, it's <laughs> congruent, but transitive, which uh. means all the faces lie in the same symmetry orbit, making the whole thing a convex isohedral polyhedra. Yeah, that's what I meant, right? That's right, lit, Dave? Right, Travis? Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's lit. So lit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, when you get into rolling and probability, there was actually a pretty cool study about this in like 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy, uh, Kapitaniak, which I'm, I think I'm saying his name wrong, but I've been in Chicago so long. I feel like I nailed it, but I want to lean into it. So, yeah, Tommy Kapitaniak, uh, is, he's from Poland. That's definitely, I'm definitely pronouncing it wrong. Predicted what the actual probability, like what you can actually do to increase your probability of rolling a certain number. Because when you roll, Kevin, what do you think the most probable roll of uh, of two six sided dice? Actually, I'll ask Travis. Yeah, and David once as you well. ask them, they fucking know the answers, bro. Yeah, we definitely know the answers to that one. Yeah, I play enough craps to know what the answer is. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I want to. That's why I want to call on you guys because we already know you already graduated. <laughs> Kevin, we're trying to work him to. He's got. Yeah, he's look, got a, he needs improvement. They're right? guests. They've got to do some work here. Okay. They the didn't. GPA they didn't do it. They didn't do any Wikipedia stuff an hour before we got on. All right. All right. So, okay, <laughs> gentlemen, what is the most probable role? It's a seven. Seven. It's a seven. Because if you whatever your first die is, the second die can make the number seven. But as soon right. as you go away from that, like the number nine. Only four of the sides match another number to make nine. But with a seven, whatever you roll with dice number one, dice number two can can equal, you know, sum up to equal seven. Do you know what the percentage of probability is for that? One in six. 16.7. 16.7, the beautiful percentage. We're going to get to why in a second, Kevin. Just hold on tight. Because that is the same probability of each number on a one-sided die. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have sixteen point seven percent of rolling a one through six on a one on a on one die, mm-hmm. and sixteen point seven probability of rolling a seven with two six-sided die. What do you think the lowest is, Kevin? One. That's impossible. You, you roll it so hard, all the all the pips fall off of one, and then you just have <laughs> one on the other, and that's that's engineering. What? Gentlemen, all of you, this question to the whole room. What are the odds of rolling the same number six times with six dice? So rolling all sixes with six dice. Uh, it's small. It's, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's teens. It's quite wee, which is why I want to draw attention to it, because it often gets overlooked. Hmm. Well, the probability of rolling one is one in six, and then on the next die, you'd have to have one in six. It, it, it's one to the sixth, one over six to the sixth. To the six, yeah. Times six. Is that right? Yeah, six, six, six. I thought that was funny. <sighs> and the odds of rolling this, the, the same number six times with six dice is point one two eight da 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 So rounding up, it's point oh thirteen percent So I thought six, six, six and 13. I, I don't know. Let me be somebody from OAN listening to the podcast. Be like, oh, I knew it. Oh. I knew it. They've been playing in this. It's our, our, our big MAGA following. Yeah, it's so big. <laughs> they, you know, they love shifting through junk. Uh, so we were talking earlier about uh, uh, Kapitaniak. Uh, had this really interesting study about true randomness with dice. And he talked about... Uh, what position, because you have to also take into consideration the air, the friction, mm-hmm. the table, the circumstances. 
how can you optimize the probability of rolling the number that you want? So they asked him, out of knowing all of this and doing all of these studies, and he said, the initial position of the dice is important. Oh, yeah? Also, friction. Ah. <laughs> High friction tables where dice can slide easily, that means there are more bounces, and more bounces mean more problems. If it's smooth, low friction, or a soft table, it bounces fewer, which means you're more than like more likely to land on the number you want. But the most important thing he said is that the initial position of the dice will will probably will it, it mathematically lean towards you having a higher probability of rolling the thing you want. So always top face number, meaning if you want to roll twenties, start on twenty. And if yeah, if you're a DM, use a high friction table. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I see a lot of people at the crap table setting up that seven before they throw, trying to get that toss well, yeah. in. Yeah, okay. Well, and they have a high probability, a higher probability of doing so. To the casino! To the casino! Uh, but yeah, that that's the math of, uh, of dice. Uh, it's actually pretty easy, and you can look it up, and you can Google it, and you can run it. It makes sense. But what I think is fascinating is all the permutations, especially when you come to, like, multi-sided die. Kevin, there's something bigger than an I, 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 I icosahedron, right? Like, you were talking to me earlier in the green room oh, about yes. the possibility of a dice with more sides. I googled the most sided die, and according to what I found, it is uh, from a company in Phoenix called Dice Lab, and it's a D120. Cool. What? Uh, it is... Notable, How and what are the odds on it's that? It's notable. Well, it's twelve bucks. So, of course, on their website, <laughs> that that makes it the Rolls Royce of dice because most of their dice are like five wow. bucks. That's twelve dollars for this D one twenty, and outside of wow. its price, it is it's it said more notable than its price is its mathematical improbability. It features a hundred and twenty scaling triangular faces and sixty two vertices. That creates the largest number of symmetrical faces possible and the biggest, most fair dice possible. Mo I'm sorry, most wow. complex, complex fair dice possible. So a D120. Can you imagine like re-rolling? Like you just keep rolling just, just like shit and you, just, you get a re-roll and you're just like, come on, dude. Just pick a number. Just pick a random number. And that thing's point. probably like 45 pounds. It's probably just fucking dropping right through your table. People are probably like, not so hard, dude. So my mom just bought this table. What the fuck? Well, what else you got, Kevin? What other what are fun tidbits of delicious head numbs do you have? My last little tidbit I had uh, actually goes back to what you were saying about your loaded dice. The oldest pair <laughs> of weighted dice were found. Uh, and when they were ex excavating the city of Pompeii, they found a pair of dice that were actually weighted with lead. So, so they were cheating all the way back. So one motherfucker in Pompeii got what was coming to him. <laughs> Damn right. Cheating ass son well, of a bitch. You, Gary. Yeah, Gary <laughs> the cheater. So that's, uh, that's dice, huh? That's dice. That's what do you think of that's huh. dice there? Loved it. That was great. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure if you got a chance to listen to an episode or not, but usually when Josh and I are done with uh, talking about information, we just like to hang out and have a little bit of a pop quiz. Wasn't the whole show a pop quiz? We got a, another test at the end? Yeah. <laughs> kind of for a hot second, but this is the one that counts against your overall average. Yeah, this is this really, this is the one that sees if you get into Junk Drawer College or not. Uh, so it's, Junk Drawer U? Junk Drawer, JDU? JDU. <laughs> I didn't know uh, that was on the table. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to Scotch Tape 101 later on, and I've got Rubber Band 203. Awesome. Uh, it's all Pez. It's all Pez. It's all Pez. Uh, so question number one. 
Uh, oh, this is okay. So what we'll do is, since there's two of you, David and Travis, you will confer and you will lock in your answer together. How about that? All right. Okay. All right. So what are the dots on dice called? Dave? Pips. Pips. Pips is right. Woo! <laughs> uh, question number two is to Josh. How many sides does an icosahedron have? One eight. Final. Regis. That's the final, Regis. Final. That correct. is correct. And we're not surprised at all. <laughs> oh, God, look at that. Two for two. Look at y'all. are already y'all fucking engineers, man. This is, this is what happens when you don't have a theater degree. You know things. Uh, <laughs> and finally, question number three. The talus is which bone in a hooved animal that was used for early dice? Oh, I know this one. Sorry, Dave. Do you know? No, you go for it. Ankle. <laughs> Final. It's the ankle bone. Yes. Three, four, three. <clears throat> Look at that. Yes. Wow. Uh, I'll send you my address for the trophy that you're going to send me. Yeah, seriously. I would. I, I would, we were kind of hoping you guys would raise the bar what, with your combined degrees. If it helps, our logo has dice in it. So we're basically masters of dice. So. Oh, look at that. I mean, we did oh, this I love because it. we knew you were. It's like a birthday party. We. This is your This is your fun. This, your, your escape room. We just need an excuse. We're just here to have fun. We just need an excuse to hang out with you guys and talk about your board games. It's all really. This, we're not even recording. This isn't even yeah. a real podcast. No, I just thought sorry, the game was guys, interesting. You wasted your time. This is our fetish. So. Um, talking <laughs> to strangers about what they do. Um, Travis, David, again, tell us uh, about your website or if you're on social media, where can we find you on social media? How can people know about more about your games, where they can find everything? Tell us all about it. So we are on Twitter, uh, mostly at Winsmith Games, uh, all lowercase, all one word. Um, you can find us there pretty regularly. Um, we have a website, winsmithgames.com. That's where you can order our first game if you'd like. Um, and then we have our current Kickstarter, uh, which is Junk Drawer, and you can just go to Kickstarter and find us there. You can, if you back the game, you can also order a copy of uh, Ten Gallon Tank, our first game there. So you don't have to go to our website and do two separate purchases. But Ooh. that is, we're trying to get a little more on Facebook, but we don't have an only, we don't have an OnlyFans yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not, yeah. You took our name, so it's over now. Uh, that, that would games is available uh, <laughs> junk drawer on OnlyFans. i'm worried about that one that one sounds like oof. uh josh mr thank yous do you have any mr thank yous today i do have some mr thank yous thank you to all the kids at chad's gas and guzzle on the discord mm -hmm. uh for supporting the little bird he's uh, getting ready for his tour and uh, thank you to you kevin for bringing this kick-ass party to my front zoom door because it's been a wild move we're all settled in and uh, this was a lovely way to sit down after moving furniture what a break in the new apartment with all that cicada sex um <laughs> yeah, it's hot. It's uh, my Mr. Thank yous, of course, to David and Travis for joining us. Thank you so much for your yeah. time. I really appreciate you coming and talking you. about the game. Um, and a big Mr. Thank you to Jason Moody, who makes Jason our theme songs. Moody. He's the best, Jason Moody. Um, and a big thank you to uh, Chuck Patella and Howard Street Brewing Company for being amazing, being our sponsor, and also for brewing some of the best beer in the city of Chicago. Go see them. No doubt, because you're all out of it. Go, all out of it. Go see them Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. Thursday night's game night. Um, yeah, I'll be there. Flights, growlers, uh, 1617 West Howard. That's all we got to say about that. Go see them. Huh. Uh, 
flights, growlers, and they also sell beer. Woo! Um, yeah, is that is that the show? Did we do the show? Did we do? Whoa, was that your ending? I think. Yeah, yeah. that was all I got. Is Mister Thank You? Is, is that is that it? Are you serious? This was such an epic ride, and you close out the ride with anyway. Oh, okay, well we'll do it like this. <laughs> about all of the stuff that you forgot some of it may come as quite a shock it's just lying in your junk drawer blah 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 big talk